You're going to want to hear this. Our next in-person mastermind is coming up and we're doing things a little differently. Tickets are available to everyone. No membership required. Picture this, a day and a half of learning, networking, and problem solving with like-minded law firm owners who are as passionate about building the best law firm possible as you are. We'll kick things off with a presentation from sales and marketing expert, Dave D. If you don't know Dave, be sure to go back to episode 605 of the Maximum Lawyer podcast to hear him share how lawyers can stand out in a crowded market. Following his keynote and Q&A are the Mastermind Hot Seats. Every attendee has the opportunity to dive deep into their business obstacles with their mastermind group and coach. There's nothing like the energy of being with other driven law firm owners who are just as committed to their success as you are. We believe that nothing beats working on your firm in person, so join us in Charlotte on July 15th and 16th. This is your chance to break through barriers, gain fresh perspectives, and accelerate your law firm's success. Visit MaxLawEvents.com for full event details and to grab your ticket today. Run your law firm the right way. way. This is the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. Maximum Lawyer Podcast. Your hosts, Jim Hacking and Tyson Mutrix. Let's partner up and maximize your firm. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. I'm Jim Hacking. And I'm Tyson Mutrix. What's up, Jimmy? Well, my friend, today on recording day, we always record on the first Thursday of the month. Today is the first day of February. It's hard to believe how fast January went by. And of course, I still think it's 2002. So things are moving very quickly. 2002. Jeez. I was in the Army. That's when I was in the... Dude, uh, uh, man, I, as we're talking, my... My, I feel jacked. <laughs> I lifted today. My, from my fingertips all the way up to my shoulders, I'm just like my, like feel like my arms are like about to, just explode. No, I was gonna, I was gonna tell you something before. And I, I just like that's a strange thing to say. I know, but like, like it was funny because like I went to go like give the kids hugs this morning. When I got back from the gym, like I couldn't even like squeeze my hands. Like it was like I, mm. I couldn't even, like pick something up if I wanted to. But the I was going to tell you something before we started. I want to make sure we recorded it. But no, so I got off the phone this morning with a friend of ours. She's also a Gildian, but a client had called. I don't know if I should say this, but I'm going to anyways. A, a, one of my clients has been calling around. Oh, yeah, like asking for. Second opinion? Yeah, like, try, yeah, trying to get his basically second opinion and maybe like, like hire another Better lawyer. Deal. Well, I think it's mm-hmm. funny. It's like, it is a, it's a client that I have told, given the exact same advice, no less than five times. And she won't take my advice. And I told her exactly what was going to happen if she didn't take my advice. That has happened. And now she's not happy about it. And I, and if you juxtapose that to, with this other client that I got the phone with, where the current offer is 400000 we're probably going to end up, end up around 500000 They're like, Tyson, we trust you. Whatever you want, let us know. It's just like – it's so many – so many of these truths that are so true. <laughs> it's like this other case, not worth near as much, won't listen to me. It's a pain in the butt client. And then you get this other one. It's just like, hey, Tyson, we trust you. Like whatever like whatever you recommend. It's, it's just so – I'm going to take pride. Actually, I'm going to I'm going to fire the client because with something we had been talking about in the office for a while, like this particular client, she's a real pain in the butt. 
I'm just going to, I'm sick of dealing with her. I'm just going to send her on her, on her way. So this is just advice to anyone that's dealing with that. Just, just send those people on their way. It just, just they're just not worth your time. So the, the low value clients are just usually not worth it. That's it. That's on my mind this morning. So I want to get off my chest. How about that? We could do a whole podcast just on that. I mean, you know, when you have, you know, it's always the clients with the $50,000 case versus the clients with the half a million dollar case that are so much harder to deal with. I mean, not always, but so often is it's, you know, that whole 80, 20 rule that 80% of your headaches come from 20% of your clients. It's, I think, I think, you know, one of my favorite things to do is to fire clients. I haven't, I haven't gotten good, good and worked up and fired a client in a while, but I, I probably need to do that. It's, it's, it's cathartic. It lets your team know that you're standing up for them. It's going to free you up to work on more high value cases. And, and most importantly, it's going to free you up from the mental gyrations of dealing with this fool. Yeah. Well, and the thing that made me the, the angriest was that she said that she thought that I was going to sabotage the case if I, if she fired me. And I'm like, what? It just, it just, things like that just, just drive me through the roof. It's like, that is, it just, it's like whenever they try to, they try to attack you whenever it comes to just you know, your, your character. That's when it's like, okay, now you're, now you're getting, now you're getting me mad, but just know that that is how that person walks through life. Right. Like that's a hard way to live. That's how they're choosing to, that's their worldview. That's how they approach everything. They think everybody's their enemy, even their own lawyer. And you know, those are the worst when people, Oh, nice product placement there for the, the guild water bottle. All right. So do we want to, with, with that nice segue, Jimbo, do we, we want to talk about today's topic? So back in 2018, when we were having our annual conference for the first time, we had a mastermind the day before, I think. Yeah. And we really, really enjoyed it. It was time set aside for people in the guild. It was time where we got to hear from people about what was going on in their lives. And everyone liked it so much that our friend Paul Yokobaitis suggested that we do that quarterly. And we have pretty much done that quarterly ever since. And it's an interesting thing running a mastermind as opposed to attending a mastermind. So we were talking about what a good topic for the podcast might be. And I think that sharing the things that we observe, obviously with anonymity preserved, would be a good topic for us to talk about sort of the, the mindsets that we see, the changes that we've seen people make in the shifts. It's, it is interesting because there are, when you go to these, sometimes there are, it, it's weird. Like, and I, I feel like each one is different. Like each it's, at least I don't see the same things in the room there. There are sometimes you'll see like a common thread and it, it, I will say this too. It is important. Like how you start the day. It's important. Like who you start with. Like there, there are certain things that you do have to sort of do it. Just you have to tweak things just a little bit. I think you and I have, and Becca have kind of learned this a little bit, but I, I think one of the most important lessons is that sometimes we think there is a way and there's one right way, and this is the way, and you've got to do it that way. And I think that there's there we we have that thought because there are several people and companies out there that tell you that there's a way. But the reality is, is there's I was sitting in a room in Scottsdale a couple weeks ago with some really successful lawyers, all doing it different ways, and and so. I think that, that that's what, like, I think that's an important thing that people need to know. Like there's not just a way of doing things that's the right way. Like there are several different ways that you can ways that you can achieve success. 
there's several different ways of being happy. And so it's not just, it's not just like you do this one thing and this is how you do it and you become successful. There's a lot of one things. One of the great things that I really enjoy is the fact that we'll have people in there running seven figure firms and we'll have people who have just started out and are just sort of scratching the surface of their greatness. And so to see the interplay between those types of people is really, really powerful. That goes to your point about people doing things differently. I think that a lot of the value of the mastermind comes from hearing the things that you say to other people or the things that other people say to you. I think your time on the hot seat is probably the least valuable just because it's hard to take it all in and really where you get the insights are from the side conversations, the observations that you make, the things you put in your notebook. Um, I think that in our group, we had, like you said, different people coming at it from different perspectives. And also, we had some people that were being pretty hard on themselves. And I think that another great thing about taking a day every quarter away from your life and your schedule is that you get validation, that you're on the right track, that you're doing the right things, that you have the right mindset. And I think that that's just another benefit of the mastermind. I was I was looking up something, Jim, and there's there's this principle, and I, I had to look up what the principle was called. I couldn't remember the name of it. So Occam's Razor, and I always forget the name of the of the of it. But it's the rule that the simplest solution is is almost always the best. And and it's funny is because when you you get people sometimes on the hot seat and they're they're talking about this very complex thing, right? And it's they they've really in their head it's they've overcomplicated it it's way more complicated and then the answer is like so simple like such a simple solution and then the, they kind of like it's that moment where you see them and like someone has told them like <laughs> quit overcomplicating like this is the, like do this thing instead and they're like you can you kind of see like the stress just fall off of them like oh <laughs> it's like what? Wow, you're so right. Like I love those moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and those moments were, we had a lot of those moments in our group. We had people who were struggling, people who were honest and, and vulnerable. And, you know, you said that, you know, we've sort of gotten to a point where we sort of structure the day a little bit because we know who's who we might want to lead off, how that's important to sort of set the tone. I I spent my time before we started. I mean, one funny thing was we had a video set up with a laptop, which we don't usually do. So I put on like serene scenes on YouTube and just ran it all day. So that was just sort of setting the tone in the room. And I, I did it a little bit more organically. I just sort of talked about how masterminds had helped me before, the kinds of things that I'd learned during masterminds. And I, I sort of start off the mastermind with two questions, which I always like to remind people of. And number one is from Dan Sullivan, which is if we were sitting here a quarter from now or a year from now, what would have to have happened for you to feel like you made progress to where you wanted to be? And the other from Jerry Colonna, which is how have I been complicit in creating the conditions that I say that I don't want? So that sort of gave people something to riff off of. And then I did something very different this time. I let people share when they were ready. So I went off script. I kept everyone on the timetable, but it, I just, and, and I thought, oh, we might have some really awkward silences. Not one, not one awkward silence where people were, everyone was ready. The Usually by the time that the person was ending, the next person was ready to go. So it really worked out well. Interesting. I'll have to try that sometime. Yeah. And and I do wonder if this, I mean, it seems like people like it whenever I tell them, I'll, I'll give them the order, I'll say, Hey, like, okay, the next three people are going to be this. And then we'll go into the break and then I'll tell them, okay, after the break, it's going to be these three. I usually don't tell them the full day, 
I don't know, maybe because I there are sometimes people are ready. They're they're champing at the bit to get going. Like like they're they've got a big issue that they really want to talk about that is it's pressing. And so I I have switched it up before. I, I've never done what you just said, but I, I do like that. That's a cool idea. Have you have you had the moment where? Like they, the solution like comes like in the first couple minutes, <laughs> like I'm talking like really, really quick to the point where like, you have to move on to a new topic. Yeah, sure, sure. But you know, oftentimes that's a superficial kind of a thing. So that's when I would sort of encourage them to go deeper and do something a little bit more personal. Yeah. But that, that is, that, that can be painful, especially if people are fast talkers or if they, you know, sometimes people know what they need to do and they just need to hear it from other people. Yeah. I'm not going to say who the person is, but there was a person that I did have in uh, the, not this year or not this uh, quarter, but in a previous quarter where the person like was like, all right, here's the answer. Let's move on to the next thing. And they were, it was, it was interesting because you do have the, the different dynamics at play where, we did solve many, many problems with that person because the they were like, all right, we've solved that problem. Now let's get, let's get on to the next one. But there's sometimes where it does take some time. Like this one we had, I posted a little bit about it in the guild about there was some role playing and I'm not going to get into what. Yeah, I, wanna, I really want to know about this because something unusual happened, right? I think right after lunch. And I know you can't talk the specifics, but I think the exercise itself I, I want to hear about. Yeah. So one of the members who had been to the trial lawyers college, he kind of used, and I, I think the technique was from this, but he had, he, he had another member stand up. Basically they, they looked at each other and he had them say some things. And then he, but then he had another, another guild member, you know, pretend to be the person's spouse. And then they kind of looked at each other and like told each other certain things. And then, then he had them sit in like this room. So like they, they, they picked a part of the, the room that we were in and like, okay, where, like, where's your like happy place? Like, where's like the place that you like, you, you feel the most comfortable. And they chose the spouse as the, as the person to be, to do the role playing with, because this was the person that they were most comfortable with. Okay. Um, okay. So comfortable place, comfortable person. So they have this conversation. Right? They have this conversation about what the issue is. And by the way, this is all unscripted. Like this was all just like, you didn't see it coming. No, the, the, the guild member said, Hey, do you mind if I try something? I was like, sure. Are you tired of the marketing guessing game? Does your website feel more like a digital billboard than a client magnet? If you're nodding along, you're not alone. And it's time to stop the uncertainty and start getting real results. Let's talk about your marketing spend. Are you just shelling out money every month and crossing your fingers? Do you ever wonder what impact your marketing is really having on your revenue? Well, it's time to take the guesswork out of the equation with Rise Up Media. We've been working with them for over a year, and the feedback from our fellow members has been fantastic. Rise Up Media is here to take your marketing to the next level. They'll even perform a full audit of your online presence, giving you the good, the bad, and even let you in on what your competition is up to that you're missing out on. And the best part, there's no obligation, no catch, no pressure. If you decide to work with them, their contracts are month to month. That's right. No long-term commitments tying you down. So what are you waiting for? To learn more about how Rise Up Media can transform your firms, visit riseupmedia.com forward slash maxlaw and rise is spelled with a Z riseupmedia.com forward slash max law. 
let's let's do it All right so we like they do it and i mean it it ended up with a with a pretty big revelation and a and a pretty big i mean solution to to the issues and i it was really it was really cool but it was one of those things where like it's not like a simple like here's the issue let's deal with it because sometimes it takes some you have to dig sometimes you have to dig and dig and dig and dig and dig and and there are times where you don't get to the solution till like the very end you know it it takes some time to get there but it was it was cool to see because we were all kind of like, ah, it was like there was this like this aha moment, like, ah, we get it. Okay. This makes sense. It was, it was cool. And I mean, it, it, it forced, I mean, not forced, it, it led me to like share some things that I don't usually share with people. Like with like, I pulled him aside afterwards cause we ran out of time. I would have said it during the, during the, the actual uh, hot seat, but I pulled him aside and told some things afterwards that, you know, I don't really tell people. And I, it was, it just kind of was one of those cool things where like he was very vulnerable. He was willing to participate in it. It was cool. It was, it was really, we'd, I'd never seen that before in a, in a, in a, in a mastermind. That's really great. And speaking of digging deep, you know, sometimes you'll get people who've been to the mastermind over and over and, and sometimes talking about the same things. And that can be a little bit troubling, but it's also interesting to see what it actually takes for them to move. Right. So movement is what we're after. You know, it's one thing to know something, we always sort of giggle and laugh that, you know, after the mastermind, somebody's getting fired, somebody's getting hired, and somebody's, you know, taking less time at work. And that's all good stuff, right? So it's it's just interesting as a as a thought experiment and as a people-watching experiment. Sort of like you said earlier that, you know, the, the two different clients handling things differently. It's really, you know, people are complex. And people bring all their baggage and all their all their history and their experiences to the running the law firm and how they interact with their team. And, and it's just really, really cool to see how that plays itself out. Yeah. You were talking about the ones where people bring up the same thing. I, I love the moments because you and I are not in every single one, right? We're in up and we're in different rooms and we've had it where there's like three rooms before and four rooms before. And it's, it's funny because you'll have a member say, listen, listen, Jim, like you said that, two hots or two masterminds ago. Like this right. is the I remember same. when you said that in St. Louis. Yeah. Like, like why, why haven't you taken action on that? And so people are get called out and that's why I like it. That's why I love about it is because you're going to get called out. If you're sitting in that same room with someone that you were with before and you've not done the things you said you were going to do. So it, that's, that's part of it too. Cause it's not like you're in the, in the room with a bunch of people that aren't willing to share their opinions, right? One, we're lawyers and two, they're, they're guild members. So they're usually pretty like, they're more than comfortable to speak their mind. And, and so you're talking about like successful people that are, that are willing to share. And so I, I, I think that part's pretty cool too, right? It's, and it's funny cause it's, it doesn't have to be you and me, right? It's, there's other people that are going to call them out for it. Like it's, 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 there's several people that are, that are willing to do it. So some might say that after having done this for a couple of years now and doing this regularly, and obviously you and I do two hot seats, a month uh, in the guild itself, what, what sort of your approach to it or what, what value are you getting out of it by being a participant in the group? Because I, I have some thoughts, but I'd like to hear that from you. I think there's two questions there. So that my approach, you know, I used to take a very direct approach. Like when we were, you and I started the guild, like we, I was the first person cried. I mean, like, I think the first two people cried. Yeah, we had to we had to back it off a little bit. I we've learned a little bit. I, I've I have learned to take 
more it de- it depends i was here's what i'd say i have it depends on the person on the hot seat sometimes i have to take a very a very active role sometimes i take a I, i'd say the majority of the time i take a very hands-off role because i and i tell people in my group this i don't want this to be this situation where i'm asking all the questions like this, everyone needs to be jumping in we all need to take part in this and so i i, I take that approach and because there's sometimes we're like i mean i have i have things to add but not as much as what someone else might have, because they, they may have been in that that situation. So that, that's the approach. What I learn, I mean, I I learned something off of every single hot seat. So I usually take, I, I've changed the way I take notes. I used to take, I used to take very active notes on every single person, and I've got so I've got very detailed notes from early, from the early hot seats, and then I would pick out pieces from each of those. But then it got very hard. So now what I do though is I, I now I just participate more like active listening where I'm just listening and not writing. And so what I'll do is, cause what I would do before is I would use that almost as like a cross examination where I can go and, well, you said this and I'll pick, you know, we'll kind of pick it apart. Now I just do more active listening, but I, now I, I'll listen and I'll just, if I hear something that I know I can implement, I'll just write it down. And I'll, and so it's, I, I leave with far less notes. I usually leave with like one page of notes as, as opposed to like dozens of pages of notes. And I'll just, if I, if it's something I want to implement, I'll implement it, but it's, that, that's how, that's my approach. But what about you? I take a lot less notes than I used to. And I ha- I've developed this sort of strange little thing where I hear phrases and the phrase is what's important. And the phrase is what I write down. And then, and even at the, you know, at the end of the mastermind, we have everybody go around and talk about like, what's your big takeaway or what's the one thing you're going to do. I'll list all of my takeaways and they're usually quotes or just slightly different takes on things. I love it when people say something a little bit wrong and dealing with immigrants on YouTube, it's great because someone will say some little phrase and I'll grab it and I'll say, that would be a great video or that would be great content. And so with the mastermind, when I hear something that's just a little bit off or something I can play with, like what can I play with? Or not necessarily that's something I could implement. That would, that's, that's good stuff. But also like, what's the energy here? What's the phraseology? Why do they say it that way? How does that affect me hearing that? You know what, you know, I spend a lot of time thinking about that rule from evidence. So what's the effect on the hearer? Like I think about that a lot. Like how is this affecting me? What I heard, how does it affect me? And so I'm, I'm much more organic than I used to be trying to, stay present, like you said, active listening, and then trying to just suss out. I have stuff written all over my notebook. I'm drawing, I'm doing all this stuff. And so when I pull it all out at the end, it would probably be total less than a page. Yep. Yeah. So it's, I'll give you an example. So we did the hot seat the other day and I, I texted you about this. You had this line that it, and so I've got to actually have it in front of me cause I'm going to put it up here. So it's, is that something? Cause they, the, the person said something you said, is that something you want to overcome or something you want to stick with? And, and I was like, Oh, that's freaking gold. It's just like a golden line. Like you can, you can use that to so many, like, like, cause like think about like how many things like throughout the day, like I bet every day you could use that line, you know, you know, Tyson, is that something, is that something I want to overcome or is it something, something I want to stick with? No, I want to overcome that. Like, it's just like they, like you said before, you're like, you know, the answer, but it's like, it's such a good line. Like, so yeah, there are several things I, I, I did say this thing. I, I wrote down myself that I, I'm a, you know, this is going to, I'm going to pat my back for a second, but like I, I said this line during a hot seat in Scottsdale. I said, 
because they were talking about revenues and all that. And they, they were, they were, then we were talking about like how their profits were like, they weren't making any money. And I was, I said, it's because revenue is an ego number. Like, that's what it is. Like, it's like what you were talking about, you and I were talking about before, like the number of employees you have, it's an ego number. That's all those things are like, so mm-hmm. like there are things where like, that we'll say, we're like, Oh, that's kind of, that's, that's kind of good. We'll, we'll write that down. But the, it's, it's usually the other things that people say. I agree. I agree. That's why like, I'll, I, I will like with your line, I'll write things like that. Like those are my notes. Like with what you're talking about, like those lines that they think may like to them, I don't, I don't, I don't even think that they hear it coming out of their mouths, but to us, we're like, oh my gosh, that's, that's, that's crucial. Like that's a big deal. Well, it's so great that you got so tickled by that quote and that you texted it to me because this morning my wife and I were in a pretty intense conversation and, and I said, hold on, hold on. I'm going to quote myself. (laughs) And so, and, and, and it was, it was the exact right phrase for the exact right moment. And she was like, like, Oh, Oh yeah. Okay. That was good. All right, let's wrap things up, Jimbo. We have we both have calls in four minutes, but I want to wrap things up before I do. I want to remind everyone to join us in the guild. We would love to have you. Go to maxlawguild.com. There's just a lot of great people there that are just always willing to share. If you've gotten something from this episode or from any of the other episodes, we would love it if you'd give us a five-star review so we can help share the love with everyone else. And if you're not quite ready for the guild, that's fine. Join us in the big Facebook group. Just search Maximum Lawyer and you should be able to find us. Jimmy, what's your hack of the week? Well, given the fact that we were talking about the mastermind, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention the next mastermind, which is in Minneapolis, Minnesota, April 18th and 19th of 2024. Looking forward to that. One of the great things about having this little side gig with Tyson is we get to pick places we want to go. And my son is a freshman at the University of Minnesota, so I'll get to see him while we're up there and spend some time. That being said, for my hack of the week, it is this. If you find yourself in a rut doing the same thing over and over in different parts of your day, and you're getting down in the doldrums and you're like, Da 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 da. Time to make the donuts. If you just feel like you're you're doing the same thing every day, just do one little thing different, or as my wife would say, differently. Just do one little thing differently. Brush your teeth with your left hand. Drive a different route to work. Take a walk when you usually would have a snack. Just one little thing, and just keep track of that each day. Just try to do that one little thing or one little thing. Just try to be disruptive to your spot where you are. Try to be, you know, just wiggling out of the the tough spot that you're in so that you can start making better gains. Because to me, change and recalibrating usually comes from taking a small little step. Yeah. Pattern interrupts. I I completely agree with those. All right. So let me tell this really quick story. We had an employee that was kind of having that. And I said, like, I, I had the person walk me through their morning I said, okay, tomorrow morning, you're not, you're going to not do those things. And I want you to just go to Starbucks. I want you to go to Starbucks. Like I said, where's the closest Starbucks? She told me. And and so she went to the Starbucks instead. And she like, like it was funny. It's like her routine had completely changed. Like it, it, but it, she said it made such a massive impact. So I, you're totally right. I think, I think it's great. My, my tip of the week is I, I, I've given this advice to a couple people lately, so I'm going to give it. I'll, I'll give this as the tip. If you think that you may have hired too many people, go through this exercise. Pick your you know top six or ten or whatever it may be. I, I like six. Just makes it forces you. It's a smaller number. Who are your? If you were to pick six people from your team to keep and you couldn't keep anybody else, who would it be? And so like kind of like you're picking a basketball team. 
go through that exercise. It could be 10 if you want, whatever it may be, but make it a small number and it'll, it'll tell you who your essential people are. It's an interesting exercise. It's a very difficult exercise, but something I recommend. All right, Jimmy. Good one. I will talk to you more later. See you in a little bit. See you, buddy. Thanks for listening to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. To stay in contact with your hosts and to access more content, go to MaximumLawyer.com. Have a great week and catch you next time.